You're listening to alternative stories and fake realities. Like Tying a Shoelace by Sonia Rosa Chaka. Life is full of choices, a series of crossroads which force us to make decisions, left or right, turn back or straight ahead. Do you ever wonder what might have happened if you took the other turn? How might life have been different? How might outcomes have changed? ever wonder how something as simple as tying your shoelace can completely change your life? Um, no, not really. My some form of a date replied as he rubbed the remainder of his cigarette onto a dirty plate. Like, what if I were to tie my shoelace, and in that moment, something happened that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't stopped, bent down, and spent a half minute or so tying my shoelace? What made you think that? he asked as he crawled back into his dirty sheets. I was coming home late last night and had to tie my shoe, and I was thinking that anyone behind me could grab me and easily throw me into the subway tracks, and that made me wonder what things in my life could have or could have not happened from me having to tie my shoelaces. (laughs) You think a lot. He laughed as he grabbed my small body and hugged it into his tall, thin one. Yeah, I do. He began to kiss me, but I pulled away. Or like, what if I tied my shoelace, and that stopped me from running into someone who would have had a profound impact on my life? Or stopped me from getting hit by a car, or mugged, or molested, or, in an opposing stream of events, make it so those things didn't happen? Well, yeah, that's all possible, but you can't realistically spend your days like that wondering what could be or could have been. Yeah, but it's fun to think about sometimes. For me, at least. (laughs) Yeah. For you, at least. Come on, I cried out, playfully pushing him. I gave in to your sexual advances, so you can give me this conversation. He laughed and kissed me on the forehead. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) okay. What do you want to hear? My perspective on the matter? That, or anything, really. Just more than a, yeah, or a logical, factual, terminating sentence. He laughed again. (laughs) Well, if you think about it a bit more... It seems that something as small as tying a shoelace doesn't really affect the outcome of your life. True. At least in the majority of cases. Like, you could get pushed into the tracks, or meet an influential friend, or lover, or mentor since you took a minute to tie your shoes. But normally you need more than a minute to miss or gain such life-changing opportunities. So I guess that's the reason we don't stress about the small decisions like tying our shoelaces or stopping to open a drink. Yeah, that seems like an obvious reason for why we don't dwell on things like that. But why we hate making the big decisions that do change our lives, like moving or taking a class or deciding what college to attend. Yep, I believe so. You know, that probably is the main reason why I was always afraid of making decisions, like applying to jobs or moving or committing to a partner. I think you're on to something. I knew that those decisions would change the course of my life. And I was too young to feel comfortable deciding on the right one. 
Now you're getting at my issues with decisions and commitment. Yeah? How so? I didn't make decisions or apply to jobs or ask girls out because I lacked confidence. Really? But you are a white male and attractive. Haven't you been told that opportunities are bound for you? Like, as kids, all the presidents and CEOs and historical figures looked like you. For me, I would look at the U.S. president list and be like, well, that's not an option for me. Shit. Yeah. That's depressing. And you could get away with things I couldn't. And we're told that despite your looks and personality, you could get the girl of your dreams. Yeah, I definitely had that entitlement. So why do you think you were unconfident? Well... Feeling entitled to something and believing you will get it are two different things. So you never believed you would find a great wife and have a great career and live a good life? Fuck no. Why not? I don't know. I just didn't believe I would. But why not? You don't let up, do you? He groaned as he flung his arms off of my naked body and repositioned himself onto his back. (sighs) I guess I just saw myself as a lazy fuck who smoked too much and played too many video games. Honestly, I couldn't understand why people found me interesting. Well, you're talented and sexy. Really? Yeah, you are. He turned to me, but his gaze was so intense, so I threw myself onto my back and scanned around his room. It was a large rectangle, dark, barren, and, although dirty, exceptionally organized. Yeah, I should clean a bit, shouldn't I? It's better than clutter, in my opinion. Agreed. I turned back to him and let him meet my eyes. What if either of us never signed up for the coding boot camp? Well, we would have likely never crossed paths. I would continue my unconfident, lonely, jobless ways, and we wouldn't be laying here having this post-coital conversation. You're smart when you let yourself be. I guess. I don't think you are as lazy or uninspired as you think you are. As I think I was. Was and are. You said you spent a lot of time the past few years watching documentaries, practicing guitar, and learning new things. That's productive in a way. Yeah, but I never implemented what I learned until now. Well, that's hard, when you don't have direction or support. And you need time to grow your skills before you really put yourself out there. True. And what you did? How you lived? It was different than being lazy. Even when you were passively watching something, it was an informative something. I guess you're right. I was just an unconfident, unrealized mess. Is that better? Yes, much better. He laughed, so I moved my head towards him and gave him a prolonged kiss on the mouth. So? He whispered as I pulled away. So what? I whisper asked back. So what do you think life would be like for you if you never went to boot camp? I'd be bartending or working in a cafe and wondering if I could get money off writing. Do you still wonder about that? Yeah, of course. But at the moment, I need to generate some savings. So I'll have to wait a bit to realize those dreams. Do you still write? When I can. I'm usually too tired in the evenings. And even if I do write, I have no energy to put into figuring out how to publish my work. Well, soon things will be less hectic, I'm sure. We just got into this coding business. Yep. True. I do think about this stuff quite a bit. Come to think of it. You think about what your life would be like if you made different decisions? Yeah. Probably most of us do. We just don't speak about it. I think a lot about what my life would be like if I had felt the need to be married like in our parents' generation. 
how old are you? I, I don't think I know that. Usually that's something you know from dating apps, uh, but we didn't meet on a dating app. 30. I turned 30 last month. Fuck, I didn't know that. I would have wished you a happy birthday, bought you dinner or drink at least. Don't worry, I wasn't being very responsive to you. Why was that? <laughs> You're getting straight to the point today. Before you never asked me questions like this, because I guess I didn't feel comfortable doing so and I didn't want to give you an idea that I was thinking in that manner. But you were. Yes, I liked you. But you were being the typical unresponsive fuckboy, and that turned me off. You didn't call or text me much either. I'm not really one to chase. We remained silent, but to lessen the density of our conversation, I pushed my body into his. He was receptive and pulled my torso into his. I was afraid of you. You have this power to you that scared me. And I figured you would just shut me down and deep if we had a conversation like this. And that's scary to someone who isn't ready to face failure. I opened my mouth to reply to this, but I immediately shut it. Although our friendship had progressed to the point of sort of dating, which is why I finally felt comfortable having penetrative sex with him rather than just oral sex. He was still struggling with commitment, and I wasn't ready to place my trust and love in him. You were about to say something, weren't you? Yes, I forgot that I can't hide visual matters with you. I am a very visual person. I laughed. That you are. <laughs> that you aren't. You know, I am glad that we decided to take that coding boot camp last year and that it brought us together. Yeah. It was more than tying a shoelace, but it was also just a sporadic decision I made on my part. I looked up and watched his eyes stare at the ceiling with an intensity I'd never seen in him before. You know what? It was for me as well. Like tying a shoelace. Maybe that's fate. A shoelace linking us all together. Unlikely. But maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. In Like Tying a Shoelace by Sonia Rosa Chaka, you heard the voices of Abby Hilden and Miguel Antonio. The presenter is Kelly Winkler. Original music was written and performed by Chris Gregory and published by Scared Crow Music. Sound effects were from freesound.org. Like Tying a Shoelace was an Alternative Stories 2020 production for the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast. If you have enjoyed this short audio drama, please check out more from the writer, Sonia Rosa Chaka. Her website is soniarosawrites.com, and she is active on Twitter and Instagram, where she posts as at soniarosawrites on each.
We hope you have enjoyed this edition of the podcast. If you are new to the show, please do subscribe to hear more high-quality drama, fiction, and poetry from our fantastic team of writers. You can contact us through Twitter, where we post as at StoriesAlt, or by email via office at alternativestories.com. If you are a writer interested in working with us, we would love to hear from you. You may wish to check out our recent edition, inviting writers to submit proposals to us, which was first published on January 17th. Coming up in the next few weeks, we have poetry from Welsh poet Peter Finch, a fantasy novella adaptation from Victoria Price, a special edition featuring writing on the subject of climate change, and a science fiction drama called Stasis. An exciting longer-term project for alternative stories will be the adaptation of a brilliant sci-fi novel called Black Box by British writer Kevin Mannering.